You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Hello and welcome back to the program. I'm Bridget Mutambirwa coming to you from the Chinese capital in Beijing. And as usual, we bring you discussions on what's happening with China and Africa from a Chinese and African perspective. Delegates of China and the Group of 77, the largest United Nations organization of developing nations, convened in Kampala, Uganda's capital for the third South Summit of the Group of 77 and China. also known as the G77 plus China from January the 21st to the 23rd under the theme leaving no one behind the summit aims to boost south to south cooperation among its 134 member states in the areas of trade investment sustainable development climate change poverty eradication and digital economy Uganda's minister of state for foreign affairs Okello Oriem joins us online for insights on how the summit seeks to enhance cooperation among its members China's involvement under the framework of G77 and China and how Uganda as chair of the group of 77 plus China plans to steer the organization to meet the needs of the global south your excellency minister okela oriem welcome we honored to have you on china africa talk thank you it's a pleasure to be here thank you Your Excellency, what was on the agenda at this year's G77 plus China Summit for Africa? What was discussed primarily and most of the time was the importance of NAM. What was important is for a follow up and getting up on from there. And the most presentations by all delegates was the ongoing issue of the war going on in Israel and Palestine, the Gaza region. It was the most contentious, it was the most vocal that almost every member kept bringing up on and on throughout the, the debate there was a lot of discussion on the reform of the United Nations Security Council where there was an urgent need and demand that the United Nations Security Council need to be reformed Africa demands and insists that Africa needs to be represented in the United Nations Security Council with two permanent seats with the veto rights Africa is also saying that to be fair this historical injustice to be changed is necessary for South America and Asia also to be part of the UN Security Council. We ask for the reform of the financial institutions. We have access to international markets. We demanded and insist that as members of NAM, time has come for us to be heard, seen and able to influence matters on the international world order. We have come to age, we are capable of handling our matters of human rights, we are tired of sanctions, threats and intimidations. we need to be treated equally in the current climate and atmosphere as numb and as we determine course changes in the international order and how does the summit aim to enhance cooperation among its 134 member states and what is the significance of hosting this event to Uganda and countries in the east african region the common factor that we found that can bring us together is the need for us to develop and encourage trade amongst members of these countries we are saying that we should try and bring more favorable terms more friendly atmosphere 
more easy financing amongst members of NAM to encourage trade and investments amongst ourselves and stop relying on Western financing and Western markets for our countries. We think that if we trade amongst ourselves, we are capable of meeting all our demands, whether it be electronic, ICT, modern technology, whether it be in terms of food security. In any case, most of Western Europe rely enormously on countries that are on goods that are produced in Africa, in Asia, and in South America. Africa has got enormous minerals that are needed for the Western markets. Asia is the biggest production industry in the world. The world over Asia produces virtually everything. China produces virtually everything that's sold in the American market. In South America, one of the biggest producers of beef, chicken, and all other products. So we do not have to rely, keep relying on the West continuously. We can do all these things amongst ourselves as dumb countries and be able to then prevent the continuous threats and intimidations that come from the West. Uganda is happy to host the summit. It draws attention to what Uganda stands for and East Africa stands for. We hosted a side meeting of investment and tourism opportunity in East Africa. We invited our colleagues from the Eastern community from Kenya, Tanzania, Rwanda, and Burundi to be here so that we can market East Africa as one destination for investment and tourism. I think it was an opportunity for the international community to see Africa and Uganda in particular for what it stands. Uganda assumed the chairmanship of the group of 77 plus China. How does Uganda plan to steer the demands for the global south? And what are Uganda's priorities in chairmanship of G77 plus China? You will appreciate that President Seven has been a leader of governments for many years. He has generated high respect in the region, high respect in the national community, and very influential in determining many matters in this region and in the national community. I think that experience being brought into NAM is the right timing on the matters that affect G77 plus China. And what is important is that this group, which is the largest group of single group of countries, especially from the developed countries within the United Nations, President Seven is determined that it should, after many years of not being heard, not being listened to, time has come for it to be visible and not only visible, but time to be heard and be influential on uh, matters that affect the international world order. We should be able to comment on ongoing things like the Ukraine war, and our voices should be heard. We should be able to comment on uh, matters regarding the what's going on in the Palestine, and our voices should be heard. Matters that are discussed within the United Nations Security Council, our voices should be heard. So we are determined that under President Seven's leadership, that G77 should be respected and not be treated like an irrelevant group of countries who have no, are not consequential in any form or manner. And we want to tell the international community very clearly under President President's leadership that the time has come for us to be treated as equal and independent sovereign states. This matter of threatening us all the time, lecturing us all the time, intimidating us all the time, technically unilaterally sanctioning us all the time has come to an end. We can only progress and the world can only be more a peaceful place. The world can only be more progressive if members of the G77 plus China can be respected and accorded the rightful place where it has to be having the capacity to influence world international order. What were some of the concerns and common interests put forward by the African countries and China during this year's summit? The most repeated item was the matter of 
the war in Palestine and conflict between Palestine and then Israel. This is a matter that came on and on and on continuously. The issue of United Nations Security Council reform, the need and the demand by Africa and the decision to Africa that Africa needs to have two seats and two individual rights within the United Nations Security Council was something that member after member, plus China itself, commented about, about for which we are grateful. We also think as Uganda that it's only just and right for South America also to be represented, Asia to be represented. We also raised the matter of financial institutions, access to better funding, access to markets. It was part of our discussions. And finally, the matter of members of G77 being respected and treated as equals. And in reference to this year's summit's theme of leaving no one behind and China's commitment to ensuring a shared future for all, how and in what areas could China achieve common goals that are beneficial to African countries in the G77? In the G77 plus China, all the members of the G77 are very good for China being part of our group. China has come to age. You know, the dragon is out. and It's a very friendly dragon, I must say, and a very generous dragon. What China has done to virtually all members of the G77 in terms of helping it achieve its vision, not being lectured or being dictated on what it should do. China has been able to work closely with countries in order for countries to be able to progress and engage in the kind of activities it desires personally without it being told what to do. For example, at the closing of the G77 plus China summit, President Museveni put a clip, and in that clip, President Museveni showed how China has managed in the last 10 years to totally transform how business is done in Uganda. China has built two big, massive hydro dams in Uganda, which generates over 900 kilowatts of electricity. This has resulted in Uganda having surplus electricity and also cheap electricity for manufacturers and in industries in Uganda. Chinese companies have built industrial parks the length and breadth of Uganda. We have hundreds of Chinese companies who have built in industries in Uganda. They're employing our young boys and young girls, and also, more importantly, paying taxes to the government of Uganda, the taxes which help us do other things. China, the government has built thousands of kilometers of roads, first-class roads that now farmers can easily send their goods in the market within a few hours of it being picked from the market. China has put fantastic infrastructures in Uganda. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Uganda is built by the Chinese government, the office of the president, the vice president is with the Chinese government. We have our national stadium called Nambole Stadium. All these are fantastic things that China has done, not only to Uganda. I'll give you the example of Uganda, but they've done the same in other countries. Just across the border in Kenya, China has built a modern railway line from the sea in a place called Mombasa, in the land, in something called, something called referred to as the Chinese Standard Gauge Railway, enabling goods and services to come from the sea, in the land, within two days, as opposed to the past, where it took a week or two to move goods and services. So all these are Chinese influences that has helped us be able to develop internally. All the international fora, all Africans, without exception, work very closely with China as the United Nations, the Human Rights Council in, in Geneva. We work closely because China is the one country that seems to treat and appreciate 
the challenges that Africa and members of G77 face and hence treat us fairly and treat us as equals. Africa consists of more than 50 countries. How is it possible to get common consensus with China and other developing countries in the global south? We cannot get consensus about everything, of course. But the one factor that we all agree in Africa, in the global south, is the need for us to be able to trade among ourselves. We should be able to trade and have favorable terms or trade amongst ourselves and allow access, all goods and services, between ourselves without conditions, without preconditions, and without any form of, of hindrance. This is one common thing, the threat, very common amongst ourselves, and something that we all agree amongst ourselves is one thing that brings us together. The other thing that we all agree upon is the need for peace and security and stability amongst ourselves. Conflicts are diversionary, conflicts are necessary, and every effort should be done and made between members of the G77 to ensure that conflicts are pre-avoided, pre-prevented, and a stable, secure atmosphere all the time between us so that we continue on issues of trade, we continue on issues of marketing, we continue on commerce, and we stop being diverted by possible conflicts amongst ourselves. The United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres denounced Israel for the heartbreaking deaths of Palestinian civilians in Gaza and called it unacceptable to resist statehood for the Palestinian people. Let's hear what he had to say. While humanitarian workers are doing their best to deliver relief, they face constant bombardments, daily dangers to themselves and their families, and the enormous constraints posed by damaged roads, communication blackouts, and access denials. These must stop. Okay, now how significant and important is the voice of the G77 plus China to push and call for global peace and stability? First of all, on the United Nations Secretary General, Antonio Guterres' statement, the whole world is, of course is concerned about what is going on in Palestine. The whole world is concerned about the citizens, the suffering of men, women, and children going on. Members of G77 have expressed their views on this matter as well. But what is important is that unlike other countries who seems not to wish to denounce what's happening, but rather encouraging what's happening, members of the G77 are calling for an urgent cease and complete and comprehensive ceasefire and a need for the parties to engage and find a diplomatic and political solution to what is going on in Palestine. It's important that there is a ceasefire as soon as possible. It's important that there is engagement and talk between them, and that's what members of the G77 are calling on. The conflict and the violence and the heart-breaking deaths of Palestine civilians is very unfortunate, and it can only be brought to an end by accepting ceasefire between the parties. But this can only be possible if the Western countries do put more pressure on Israel and the Western countries do wish the ceasefire and only when then the ceasefire takes place. Without the Western countries being more vocal and being determined that there is a need for ceasefire, ceasefire will not take place. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres also urged leaders to push for the reform of international institutions and the international financial system at the summit. What role could the G77 plus China play to push for the reforms? 
Africa has a group called the C10, composed of 10 countries, which Africa has selected within the context of AU to advocate and champion the demand for Africa's position within the UN Security Council. So we are happy that Antonio Guterres is urging for the reform of the UN Security Council and other international institutions. We are happy for that. China stands by us. I regularly meet the Chinese ambassador, I regularly meet Chinese diplomats and other Chinese leaders, and I'm glad that they stand firmly uh, with Africa and they support the C10 position, what we call the Ozuelini consensus, that Africa should have two permanent seats with veto rights within the United Nations Council, and therefore we continue appreciating the call by people like Antonio Patera and also the call by China for a reform, particularly at the United Nations Council and other international bodies, be more fair and be more just. China is a very strong economic power and a key partner of the G77. Are there any areas that the G77 can take advantage of from China? What is important for the members of G77 is that where else uh, China is financially capable of assisting the transformation of economies to a more developed economies and assisting us in the development and construction of our infrastructure, what is important among the, our G77 is not to abuse or take advantage of this opportunity that China offers to members of the G77 and only be strategic, strategic, very strategic in what it asks and take from China. We should only borrow the kind of money we need for strategic and productive income generating projects for our countries in order for us to be able to pay back these loans and money given by China. It's unfair to take money from China large numbers, and yet they struggle to repay it when the time is due for repaying. So the only way we can be able to repay these generous loans and consensus loans that China gives us purpose in transforming our country is we should be able to target productive, successful, and progressive projects, industrializing our industries, making sure that infrastructure that we put in place, uh, infrastructure that assists goods and services rid of the bucket as soon as possible and not into wasteful projects that does not generate income and does not help eventually to repay the Chinese assistance to Africa and to members of the G77. And the theme leaving no one behind, in what areas can this trickle down to manifest into reality for Uganda? The theme is very interesting, leaving no one behind. Simply because all these countries have different capacities and different GDPs. There are countries who have larger GDPs than other countries, and hence the standard of living and the standard of developments are different. Now, leaving no one behind is to ensure that we assist our countries and those countries that are having challenges in being able to cope with the national challenges in terms of food security, in terms of conflicts that are within their regions, in terms of the capacity to pay the international obligations, the fact that we are able to cooperate among ourselves, trade among ourselves, develop among ourselves as members of the G77, as equals and on fair terms, as opposed to trading with countries that give us difficult terms and impossible terms to trade, I welcome the, the theme leaving no one behind. And just to wind up, Your Excellency, picking up from this conference, how do you foresee China and Africa relations revolving? Only positively. 
A friend that is there for you in difficult and challenging times is a friend indeed. China has been with Africa historically from the time when Africa started the struggle for the independence. I recollect that without China, countries like Zimbabwe, Mozambique, uh, and Namibia, even South Africa, would not buy, uh, have this independence as of today. It was China that stood up firmly that they are ready to assist us in our armed struggle to get independence from the apartheid dictatorial governments at the time. The regimes in Zimbabwe, regimes in Mozambique, as opposed to Western countries who are condoning and supporting these apartheid countries who are discriminating and mistreating Africans and oppressing Africans from seeking independence. So China has stood with us from the time of our struggle. And today, all countries, without exception, are independent through the assistance of China. Even in the time when, under the leadership of Mao Zedong, when China was not as prosperous as it is, China built one of the biggest railway lines between Tanzania and Zambia called the Tazara Railway, which was part of the armed struggle to assist Zambia get its goods and services to the port when South Africa had blocked its access to the port at that time. So we're grateful to China's intervention at a time when we're desperate as Africa, when we needed the kind of assistance in Africa, China came to assistance at a time when China was not as developed and prosperous as it is now. Therefore, going forward, now that China is a very prosperous and, and influential country, the world order, we look forward to working very closely with China to ensure we have fundamentally transforming our economies to be a more progressive economies, more rich economies, and more modern economies. We look forward to work with China in terms of human-to-human -human exchanges, working with China closely in the international communities, in the United Nations, in Geneva. We look closely to increase China's participation in the development of Africa and getting as many tourists as possible China to Africa and members of G77. And I think that if each African country would just get 500 Chinese tourists each year, I think that would be a game changer in terms of opportunities that Africa has. So we want to work positively with China. Within the G77, we do not want to be distracted by Western countries who are China bashing continuously and uh, doing everything possible to destroy China. Yet China is a very good friend to us, and yet the Western countries are mistreating us as if we don't deserve be on the high table in the world international order. Your Excellency, Ugandan Minister of State for Foreign Affairs, Okelo Oriem, thank you for your insights on the G77 plus China summit and more. Thank you very much, dear. I wish you all the very best. Thank you so much, Your Excellency. Goodbye for now. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.